Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined again this week by Jason Gaskell. He's an assistant district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company in Wilmington, Delaware. And not only are we going to be talking about how to decorate your outdoor trees without harming them, we have a big giveaway. So stay tuned at the end. And uh, Jason's got a great story uh, about, uh, well, it just relates to the giveaway. And Jason, what are, what are your first thoughts when you think about decorating an, an outdoor tree without messing it up? Well, first thing I think of uh, is how to do it without messing yourself up, um, because I um, I uh, uh, decorated my dogwood uh, on a snowy day and uh, took a slip off the ladder. Um, so I guess that'd be the the, the first consideration is uh, being careful there. My my son and I are going to decorate. I have a about a 20, 25 foot blue spruce. And we're going to decorate that. And he really wanted to do it on Sunday, but it was uh, starting to drizzle. And I told him we better wait until uh, daddy can get on the ladder when it's dry. Um, so he agreed um, something that we're maybe going to do this evening. Um, but the important thing um, that I would say is that when you're decorating uh, an outdoor tree, if going to be a deciduous tree, which people love to do, the branches and the trunks of trees is to not wrap too tightly and also be aware of um, not leaving it on. All too often I've seen people say, well, we can leave these lights on uh, indeterminately and or, you know, why take them off and leave them on for next year? And that may be okay. Uh, but, you know, two, three years down the line, there's uh, the tree is going to start to get girdled because the tree is going to, you know, putting growth rings off every year and growing exponentially in, in girth. Um, and I've seen a lot of trees. Um, I've seen trees uh, get strangled or branches die back and things like that from leaving uh, wrap, wrapping and stuff like that on. So for a 25 foot tree, are you just going to circle the tree with lights like you would like like a Christmas tree inside? Yeah, that's my plan. So uh, I got a short step ladder and I'm going to use a uh, pole saw and I will um, uh, stick it up in some of the, uh, the parts at the top. And then I will um, just take the pole saw and I'll go around and circle it. And then we'll circle it around and around and around and put it on a uh, outdoor timer and, uh, and enjoy the show. So this tree, I got about 900 uh, lights uh, along the street that'll look really pretty. All the same color or all sorts of different colors? It'll be a, a, a warm light, a warm white. I think that'll look nice with the uh, the blue in the, the blue spruce. And nowadays, is it mostly all LED lights? Is that what we should be using on our tree or does it matter? LEDs are the, uh, number one, it's going to be your um, cheapest electrical option, but also it's going to pull the, the least amount of volts so that you can connect more lights to one another. So if you use um, rec something that's not LED, then you're going to come to a power point where um, the strands 
don't light up because you're not you're not pulling enough uh, electricity. So especially if you're using like low voltage or something like that, but um, uh, you definitely want to use LEDs because LEDs also don't get hot. Um, so the risk with other with the standard old old fashioned light bulbs is they, they do get warm, and so on an evergreen tree, you know, is that warmth enough to um, you know uh, create some bud break response and things like that, or 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 warm something up to a point of catching fire? You know, I mean that's not unheard of, and that used to be something that used to happen with Christmas lights in people's homes, even. Uh, so LED is definitely the way to go. It's also if you're doing a wrap with uh, and you're wrapping your trees, it's it's a good time to also prune them too. So my dogwood, you know, gets water sprouts pruned out of it, dead wood, and things like that that are in the way, crossing limbs, um, and so you kind of it, it almost trains your your pruning a little bit. Um, not not you don't want to make pruning cuts just for the purpose of putting lights on, but um, you 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 will find and say, well, this branch doesn't make sense or, and it's a opportunity to also do a little bit of pruning, um, you know, to your garden trees and so forth too as well. Well, now you've sent us down the rabbit hole of pruning. Uh, without seeing an illustration, can you guide us and help us as to when we are up, you know, putting lights on that tree, like what should I be taking out? Uh, because you have to have a reason, right? You know, from doing this podcast right. and talking to arborists, I'm like, you got to have a reason to prune. So can you give us the basics? Yeah, you should, you should in, in my opinion, you should never prune without a reason. So the basics are uh, dead wood, sanitation purposes, uh, aesthetic purposes. Um, and, uh, and then you're looking for, uh, you know, sprouts are, are, are response growth on epicormic tissue that grows straight up off of a branch. So, you know, they're, they're going to look a lot different than, um, say, normal branch habit. So uh, some sprouts that are growing up into the crown in a straight upward fashion off of a branch. And if they're growing and they're rubbing against other limbs, then they could be a potential problem. Um, also, those water sprouts are uh, well connected on the tree and they can also sometimes be more attractive to uh, insect and disease because how fast they grow, they got more energy. So um, those are good things to get removed. And also branches that are kind of growing um, the wrong way. So if you're looking at a tree and the branches are, and everything's going vertical and then uh, horizontally and, and vertical, but then you got a limb that's going, and then it decides that it's going inside the tree's canopy towards the trunk, uh, that would be something good to remove. And then also, where you get a cluster of limbs from growing off of a parent branch, and then you get another, call it twig or a smaller limb that's growing right off with that or in between, you want to get that out of there so that it doesn't create an inclusion or or kind of block the, the way that another branch would, would naturally grow. And it's important, and I've learned this from, again, doing the podcast, that if you have a bigger branch, it's going to come off it's not just one cut. It's a couple cuts, right? So that you're not tearing the bark away. Oh, absolutely. And once you start getting into larger limbs, you really got to uh, consider uh, why and should you remove it? You know, there, there's, there's a lot of simple rules. Uh, one being 
if the branch is, you know, one third the size of the diameter of the parent branch, uh, that could be dangerous to remove because it might not, the parent branch might not compartmentalize and seal the wound correctly. Um, and there's a lot of research on different types of species. That's why it's always good to consult the arborist of how large can you even go like an oak tree, for, for example, um, live wood pruning over six inches um, could be a situation where the tree might not respond and compartmentalize that wound correctly. And then you got to also be careful of what we call the bark branch ridge, which is, you know, making that proper cut where um, a lot of people will might cut the branch right against the trunk. However, the, the trunk is actually encircling that, uh, that, that smaller limb and actually protrudes further out and is surrounding the tissue. So if you cut further in, you're actually cutting the trunk itself as well. Um, but yeah, to your point of multiple cuts, um, yeah, you want to uh, you want to cut it back in pieces so that way it doesn't tear and pull down and and rip stem off. Makes sense. And we don't put any kind of goop or anything on there anymore, right? We just let it heal naturally, right? That's right. Goop and tar and uh, some of the uh, some of the stuff what I always call like uh, Civil War medicine, where we you know chop limbs off and, and put leeches on cells. Or if I got a headache and I get migraines, they would have they would have drilled my head open by now. But uh, you know that 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 kind of stuff, uh, the solvents and things help uh, kind of delay or inhibit the response growth and the the kind of compartmentalization and the tissue growth. Um, we actually been using something called uh, polyphosphate 30. Um, um, and this product actually sprayed on the tissue um, actually um, fertilizes even and helps the response growth and helps the compartmentalization of, and so like if you ever had a large, large branch off removed, you know, you could talk to um, us um, or if we ever removed a large branch like that, it might be a good idea to have some sort of um, um, help additive, more like a, um, a wound closure, something that's going to help stimulate growth. And also, also polyphosphate 30 is a, is, a, is a little bit of a fungicide as well. So it'll help uh, some of the slow down some of the decay process and some of the fungal inoculants that might get into a tree. And we should, I guess, remind people, too, that like in the case of a dogwood, when you are doing a little pruning, you might be taking off some flower buds along the way, too. And you just have to know that that's happening. And, and certain plants already have their buds on there. But if, if it's a crossing branch or if it's rubbing on something or growing inside, it's got to go, right? That's right. Yeah. And, and you're not, you're not losing a lot when you're talking about removing something like that. And chances are, if it's a crossing limb and it's internally in the tree, it's not, um, it might not even have flowers anyway, because of how it's going to get hit with the sun or, um, it might not be as aesthetically pleasing as well when it is in flower, because, uh, you know, when you kind of dream and you think about how I, perfect flowering tree looks like and you know a dogwood american dogwood's got that classic look and almost topiary parts to it and uh, you, you like to see those layers with the flowers and you know if you had a weird branch growing this way and it was flowering um then it might not look good anyway 
okay to be hanging stuff on that tree. Let's say, you know, okay, you'll put some lights on, but I want to hang some ornaments outside. Uh, that's going to be okay for the tree? I'm okay with that. Um, I guess it depends on uh, a weight. Um, you know, trees uh, um, compensate for their own growth. Um, and, and they do overcompensate for weight because trees, um, you know, do live in the elements and there's a uh, wind pressure that, and there's, uh, ice and water. And so as the tree grows, it's, um, compensating for, for extra, uh, forces against the tree. So, um, you know, I don't know if you'd want to, uh, you know, have Santa hang from the tree or, or maybe, uh, Rudolph or some of the reindeers, but, um, you know, some ornaments. Yeah, that, that would look nice. And, you know, a lot of the ornaments are pretty lightweight and they're, you know, balls and, you know, styrofoam or whatever. Get to the top of that stop step ladder and put my star on top. <laughs> <laughs> if you can do it safely, sure. I'm going to attempt it. Um, uh, let you know how ne what, next time how that turns out. <laughs> Are you actually going to try and put something at the top? Yeah, I have a uh, I have a star that goes with it, um, and if if I can do it and 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 put it on because my my blue spruce has a, a nice perfect um, top um, um, leader there, and if I can get that star over top of it um, and sit it down right. Um, and it looks okay, and it doesn't uh, droop over or fall off. Then um, I want to see. I want to see how it goes. Is this tree something that everybody can see in the neighborhood, or is it back in the woods? Oh yeah. Um, so it uh, it's so I have. I'm the first house in the neighborhood of 13 homes, and it um, and then it goes into two cul-de-sacs, and I'm on the corner, and so this tree is at the corner where everybody. That drives in the neighborhood will get to see it man that's spectacular that's that's really cool and i'm sure yeah. it's, it's got to be a big deal for the neighborhood and for your family too you know okay yeah. he's going out again to do it <laughs> <laughs> that's right and uh you know we've got a lot of young families and uh people people get into decorating their homes and we just did our outside and um and i i did a homemade wreath with my son um, a couple years ago and um, we put it in the center on the top of our and it's about it's about six seven foot wide wreath and uh, you know it, it looks beautiful and just it just adds to um, the cheer and happiness and then the whole neighborhood kind of loves it that's that's that is absolutely great now let's talk a little bit about the giveaway so uh, I have a, a good story that I know Jason has about uh, a special tree, but Davey puts out this amazing calendar every year of specimen trees. And I photographed one here in Pittsburgh. It's a Southern Magnolia uh, that was in last year's catalog. A Southern Magnolia in Pittsburgh is a rarity. That's for sure. Sure. And you won't believe this, Jason, but I was at a, a, a trade show in Baltimore and the guy came up to me and he goes, I used to get the Davy calendar and I, I, I don't get it anymore. Can I get on the mailing list? <laughs> and I, and it was too late in the season. They didn't have any more ca uh, calendars back at the main office. I had to get one from an arborist and send it to him. So now he's on the list. And so tell me about the tree that's going to be in the calendar this year that you shot a picture of. 
But it's a Japanese tree lilac, um, and it's got to be one of the biggest I've I've uh, ever seen. Um, I've been working with the uh, with the owners of the tree for about nine years, and the first time I came on the property, and I said, "Holy smokes, is that a Japanese tree lilac?" And they were like, "Sure is." And they told me the story about it, and it's a um, it was a sapling from a parent tree that uh, also had some heritage in Pennsylvania and was one of the, the the parent tree was a tree of the year in the in a garden tour and it was in the um, PHC um, PHS uh, uh, shows and um, garden tours and and this tree has some so it's got some some great history to it it's about forty some years old um, and it's uh, for a Japanese tree lilac to be forty foot wide um, I think I measured it forty foot wide. Uh, about 36, 37 foot tall and uh, multiple stems. Um, I think I measured uh, four or five. So if you took all the DBHs together, I think it was around 40 inches almost. Because um, I had a, maybe a nine, a 12, a 10, and like a 14, 15 inch caliper multi-stemmed uh, tree. Um, so, and just start sitting perfectly in a backyard hill and in the background, there's a, from the 1800s, there's an old um, stone and moss covered uh, 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 pump, old pump house, old um, spring house. Um, so just a gorgeous property, gorgeous tree, and uh, just beautiful white, white flat, like creamy white flowers. And if you've never smelled a lilac, everybody, um, being by that tree when it's in bloom, it just smells like... Uh, smells like lemons and and beauty well I, that's a, that's what i was gonna say i can't imagine the fragrance coming off a tree <sighs> that big when it is blooming that, that that's yeah so if you would like to win one of these calendars here's all you have to do send us an email at podcasts at davy.com that's p-o-d C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y dot com. Say, hey, I want to win, and someone will get back to you and let you know if you won. Jason, thanks again so much for coming on the show and telling us how to safely decorate those trees. And next time we talk, I want to see how things went with this uh, big blue spruce. I'd love to see a picture of that, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a picture, Doug, and thanks. I always have fun hanging out with you. It's been about... I think uh, it was last year that I was on with you talking about winter pruning. Yep. Thanks again, Jason. We will talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Hey, thank you. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster, and do me a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. You'll never miss a show. And remember, if you would like to win that big, beautiful Davy calendar with all these cool specimen trees, Send us an email at podcasts at davey.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y.com. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, you know it, trees are the answer.